Alright guys, welcome to episode number three That director's cut's way too long, you gotta cut it <laughs> We got two topics for you guys today First one, what is a director's cut? And topic number two, famous director's cuts Alright guys, enjoy the show Welcome back to another episode of That Is Not A Podcast. This is a podcast. All right, Chris. How you doing tonight? Great, Ian. How are you doing? I can't complain, Chris. Good. No one wants to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to hear your complaints. That's not where they're tuning in. No, this is not, um, this is not, uh, I don't know, therapy podcast. No, 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 no. Even it's, I would love to have listeners call in eventually. Call and listen. Yeah, that, yeah that radio, radio has that above our, like they have that over us. Yeah. I think we can do it though. Well, yeah, we'll have cell phones, I guess. Anyway, so we're here, Chris. Mm-hmm. And like a director's cut, this episode took long to record yeah went over budget we're way over budget uh <laughs> there's a couple of different versions out there of it uh no no we we're just busy we're just busy mm-hmm. so all right topic number one what is the director's cut chris is a director's cut um well it's 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 another movie right of a movie that already exists so <laughs> so so you make a movie right? right done release it okay everybody watches that movie yes okay. and we always think that's yeah. the only one that's that we, it that's it and they said hold on hold on we now have a director's cut of that movie so it's so we're going to re-release it right. again and you're going to have to buy it again and then watch it again yes and that's why this this topic uh felt nostalgic for me because i remember going to the video store mm-hmm. and seeing you know, on the title of the box, like directors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I think, I think video is one of the main reasons why this phenomenon started. VHS. Yeah. yeah because yeah. VHS, because you could release something because uh, movies were so like, it was just a movie. You'd go see the movie. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then you never see the movie again. Yeah. But when there was a VHS tape, right, you could re-release it. And so the director had a little bit more control. And then it's also like, you could get away with more stuff if it's on VHS other than like showing in public. Yeah, it makes sense. Around the people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think, so it could also be longer because people could pause the movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, timing, I think the main reason the director cuts this exists is because uh, how many shows of a movie you can put in a day in a movie theater. So, oh. right. It like has to be an hour and a half for some reason mm-hmm. um, or else it's not considered a movie. Right. But if it's two hours long or three hours long, that cuts out a whole showing or two showings in the movie theater. So that cuts oh. out your gross because you can only show the movie, whatever it is, four yeah, times yeah. instead of five times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is why there's director's cuts because like on a VHS, mm-hmm. it could be six hours long. Oh, yeah. There's like two packs. You have to get and both get of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they'll let someone uh, take the take the second one and then oh, you don't, you know what I mean? Oh, and then yeah, you have to yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Okay, you have a unique background because you haven't directed movies, but you direct theater. So you have, I feel like, a director's cap. I guess, in a way. When you're directing something, is it true that 
there's just like different versions you want to show people. Like, have you ever directed one of our shows and been like, I kind of want to do the other version? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess theater is different, I though. That? I mean, like, it's why, th- would I, why wouldn't I just show the version that I want to do? Well, that's um, what that's what that's what I don't understand about right. about these. But I think that brings us to like because the, there's execs and people get exactly. into your vision. So maybe you can't. That's the fully story behind it. There's always, I mean, there's like the idea of the director's cut comes from also the idea that the director is the sole author of the movie, right? Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. like the kind of auteur type of theory of of movies of like the director is is the end all be all. Though there's a lot of people that make a movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, yeah, it blows my mind <laughs> so, of how many. Right, yeah, I mean, hundreds. But, like, really, yeah. the writer seems important. And also, the editor also seems like a very important role. I think the editor is probably the most important I, role. Yeah, I would probably, you could argue that easily. And so, I don't know if this director cuts. So, it's like the director cuts saying to the editor, like, no, no, you, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing my way, editor. Okay, one thing is, though, a lot of director's cuts that we do have are usually from, like, people who I think edit their own movies. Right, exactly, which I think is funny. That's a lot. I mean, there, the story is also, like, there's executives, right? Like, movies are movies are a business. Yeah. Uh, it's a product. Yeah. And executives are saying, no, this product won't sell <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. Which we'll get into this later, but I think that's kind of, it's absurd when you really get down to it of, like, no, this is going to sell versus mm-hmm. whatever idea you had was going to sell. And really, to me, there's no difference. You know what I mean? I don't think so. <laughs> just like, I don't understand where they get these ideas. Yeah. But, um, so that's, that's like the, that's like the cool guy way of looking at director's cuts. It's like, this is a real vision or like, we got, the man isn't, isn't, right, you right. know, it, like altering art. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. Like, this is what I want to do, man. Exactly. And then you're sounds, like, oh, this is going to be real now. Yeah, this, so this is the real shit. Yeah, it's, it's like gonna p- be. the pure cocaine. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're getting. Well, who had the first pure cocaine? Who had the first, first um, director's cut? Well, I, I think, I mean, okay, so the history of this. Mm-hmm. The term director's cut, I think the first time it was used was Blade Runner. However... There was director's cuts before then. I mean, okay. in this same idea. Right. I think, uh, quick research. I mean, our listeners can research this too, but I yeah, guess yeah. Uh, The Wild Bunch is considered the first director's cut because it was re- re-released in theaters and it was a huge hit. Okay. Because people liked it before and then they saw it again. It was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Charlie Chaplin might be the actual first one, though. I think he re-released some of his movies and he's like, this is the version I like better. Um, I was like in 1969. Yeah, I mean this was old. Yeah, this is old. Wow. Uh, but the words director cut, I think, comes from Blade Runner. But that idea, but oh. it really comes also from, like we said, the idea of like directors are tour that really was starting in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that the 70s is kind of the birthplace of the director cuts, and the 70s directors love their director cuts oh my god 70s love, i mean because oh that's love. when you were making films when right. they get like a huge budget right yeah. yeah yeah and they they get to show how fancy their, yeah. new, their new degree that they got they got to show it off <laughs> and then they got to show it off again by making a director's cut um that's crazy mm-hmm. it's crazy to think of like what it was like to be in like an old hollywood right yeah it's kind of a, a dream space wait me. have you seen the wild bunch no, I never watched The Wild Bunch. It's a Western. 
Charlie Chaplin directed this? No, 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 no. This isn't Charlie Chaplin. No, no, no. Oh. Charlie Chaplin. No, those, those are two different things. Oh, okay. I, I okay. forget the director of The Wild Bunch. Oh, okay. This was like the first big commercial success where people like showed up to the movie theater because they knew it was a different version of a movie that uh, already came out. Gotcha. I think Charlie like just, uh, I know Charlie, so I guess I'm going to call him Charlie. Yeah, yeah, Charlie. Charlie yeah, Chaplin. yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. We go way he, back. Um, he did that on his own as he's making films. He would like, but people, oh. it wasn't really like, you know what I mean? Like he might've been the first director that was just like, no, wait, I'm going to redo this one. I'm, this one I like better. Dude, you know I mean? he's very interesting to me. Oh yeah. 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 He's brilliant. Yeah. Genius. Oh yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, well, yeah. Cause I don't know. Well, I feel like they call everyone genius now. And right. That's the thing. That's the thing. But he's like, true. Maybe they, are. Maybe they all are. Maybe they are. Uh, well, I guess. Is it worth it though? Is it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> because I'll be honest with you, Chris. So <laughs> we, wa- I watched a lot of movies this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if all of them is worth it. I, that's why we're having a podcast, right? <laughs> I think I think that's up to a lot of. I don't know. It's up to debate, I guess. Um, yeah, is it worth it? It's really funny. Uh, it's a it's a way to like milk a movie. Another another round. They can milk. They can definitely like, release a movie oh, and then like, yeah. make more money off of the same thing. DVD sales. Yeah. Is it is it pretentious? Yeah, it's definitely pretentious. Be like, yo, this is this is my <laughs> it's version. Pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> but people love that. You know, people love it. I mean, like, I mean, maybe I like it too. I mean, I get excited too. Like, oh yeah, it's a director's cut. This, this is gonna be the real thing. You know what I mean? Well, it's yes. Like, I mean, well, that's the thing, right? Worth it, yeah. Because in my mind, so I always, I'm always like, I, like I want studios to give me the money or mm-hmm. investors like invest in me in, in the project. But then I'm like, I want you to go away. Right. That's the ideal like situation. For right. Creators. So I feel like the director's cut, it's like, all right, that vision is just me. Right. But, but it's not just you in a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, okay. It's not. But then most of it was just like technical stuff, right? Like a lot of it. Sometimes it like the um, especially Blade Runner. Right. We'll talk more in depth, yeah. but it's more like just um, either technology got better so they mm-hmm. can clean it up more, mm-hmm. um, and so usually it's the same movie with like one or two lines that are changed. Sure. So it definitely seems like is I'm that like, worth watching yeah. the whole movie and, and buying another DVD? Another it. two hours another sometimes. Two well, I mean, or yeah, forty five minutes. You know what I mean? This this was a laborious podcast prepared for. There was oh, this was a director's <laughs> cut podcast through and through. It was apocalypse so now. I brought these up. I'm like, oh, let's do this one. This one. Yeah. And I, I watched these somewhat recently, so I'm like, oh, I think I'm good for this. But you were just sitting there working hard on this. I just, I just wanted to bring up too real quick because yeah, like, you asked me about theater like my idea this isn't really my idea it's a idea of okay. theater and directing like a director is there for unity right because right. you have you have all these different artists that come together to do this thing uh-huh. and so then you need to unify them all and that's really what a director does so the idea of a director's cut Especially in theater, doesn't make any sense. But like in movies, <laughs> doesn't make too much sense if you think about it. If you think about director's job is is to unify people. Yeah. So you're just basically saying like, like you should have already done that. Like and I, know, <laughs> I know that. Like, <laughs> like I know that. Like, like the whole the whole money, the whole executive thing, the whole evil yeah. executives coming in. Like and that is like a thing. Like it does actually happen. So like I, I understand that idea of um, 
trying to get more of an artistic vision out there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you weren't talking to your editor at the time, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, the editors are, editors are impressive people and, or at least they should be, or could be. And like, or make or break from most movies. Yeah. I always thought if you're on, like from my actor's point of view, retired actor, mm-hmm. the you're pe- not retired. Yeah, I am retired, Chris. Oh. Um, Until I do something. <laughs> uh, the two people you want to buy food or buy gifts for mm-hmm. is the writers. Yeah. And the editor. For sure. The editor's going to make you look good. Oh, yeah. And the editor can make you look bad. Yeah. A lot, I'm sure. A lot I of think, performances I don't know. were built on editing. Yeah. It's hard to know. I mean, editors are, are extremely important. And so it's almost like, are you just throwing, like, are you just throwing that editor's work away? Yeah. Or like, are you, you know what I mean? Are you kicking them, <laughs> punching them in the eye? Well, saying, you know, get yeah. out of here, editor. But there are no other artists. Like, that, well, like editing is an art. There's no, there's no denying that. It either. is. And I was about to say, like, I think there's, because we like praising unsung heroes mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yes, I think yes, there's do. a lot of like unsung editors we don't even know about. I mean, probably in if you're in the circles of Hollywood, you mm-hmm. probably like, this is like LeBron mm-hmm. James right. of editing. You know what right. I mean? Because um, we hear about them only at the Academy Awards. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and who knows uh, like where, where true magic comes. There, there might be some, cause there, there are things, also things talking about writing. There's all things about yeah. script doctors. I've heard about script doctors. Script doctor. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Um, it's, a uh, uh, and Carrie Fisher was one of them. Well, we know we love to talk about Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Fisher was a script doctor for a while after, after Star Wars. Oh. Um, and she, she, that means there'd be a script mm-hmm. and they said, we, we got some problems. With <laughs> and then she would come in and fix it, but she would go uh, uncredited. And there's a lot of people that go uncredited for these things that actually help. And it might just be a few lines here or there, but yeah. honestly, like that, that can make or break something, right? Oh, or it's it a lot. A great moment. So yeah. Same thing with editors. Like who knows, like it, it, is the editor's idea, is the director's idea. So I feel like the idea of the director cut really kind of silences a lot of other people. voices. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll, we'll get into this with Star Wars, but th- I think the editor for Star Wars was a key part <laughs> why that movie was so good, who I believe was married to George Lucas at the time. So I think there's some personal business coming up. So yes. we'll, we'll get into this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll but, say one last thing about yeah. the editor thing is that I think a lot of editors stay together too. Sure. I think Scorsese keeps his editor. Like they edit you know, a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I think you found one good one, you just roll with it. You would want, yeah. yeah. You, Chris Nolan might be that. like that. I feel like him and his editors are probably. It's possible, yeah. Yeah. But I do hear about that. I know David Lynch said similar. Yeah. Had a, heard his same editor for a while, who he married as well. Um, Interesting. You got to marry your editor. You got it means intimate relationship. You're yeah. in a dark room for yeah. like probably 60 hours. Yeah, that's fine. Um, um, so, so, yeah, you, you stick with that editor. Yeah. Well, all right. So, topic number two. Mm-hmm. Famous director's cuts. Let's get into them. Okay. So, these are the ones that we watched. Yes. You already watched them. I already watched them, yeah. Some of them. And then some of them I had to watch for the first time. Mm-hmm. So our first one on our list was probably the most famous one. Yeah. Is the Blade Runner. Right. Started it all. Probably one of the best sci-fi movies of, of all time. Hugely influential. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. Hugely influential. You can't, can't deny that. Yeah, you can't talk about sci-fi movies. Plus dirty... Um, which I think is funny. Look at the trailer. It says 2019. You know, like the, dir- the dirty, gritty, mm-hmm. futuristic. Mm-hmm. Some people call it cyberpunk. You could call it cyberpunk. You could call it 
I don't know, like a post-apocalyptic. Because I think, I think the, uh, that noise. Man. That noise. Because I think most of the world is ruined in this, in this universe. I think so. I think, I think I mean, people just live in these big cities. Yeah. they have to. Which just um, kind of seems like where we're going anyway. Sure, yeah. I mean, those can be bubble cities soon. Get ready for those. <laughs> sure. Gotta live in those domes. <laughs> those dome cities. Can't wait. Um, so, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. So, so nostalgic so yeah so blade runner is like again one of those first ones where i walked into like family video mm-hmm. and saw like streamed across the um the packaging director's cut yeah and it was you know it was thick wow uh but we have some fun facts about fucking blade runner right <laughs> <laughs> go for it so if you want to know how many versions of uh blade runner there is there's seven seven there's seven what? versions of this movie out there chris <laughs> it was crazy so they're like there's i guess there's a director's cut there's a final cut there's a tv one a theater sure. uh a theatric no, i'm gonna mispronounce it. Theatrical cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for for the that for, makes sense. for the theaters mm-hmm. seven versions of this movie that are other that's interesting to think about yeah because you think about the ones that are you know that you can purchase but there's also these cuts out there that you yeah. see in the movies or tv you know those tv cuts yeah tv yeah. cuts are interesting because well i guess is because they, they take stuff out for take tv out yeah and then commercial parts. breaks yeah. but i guess so the director's cut came out in 1992 Crazy. and then in 2007 they did a final cut final cut now I think I've, so. So for our purposes, the three of them are probably like the theatrical or whatever the first VHS one was. Yeah, maybe that was a little different too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That one might actually be different. Mm-hmm. The first director's cut and then the final cut. Now I think I've seen all three of those. Okay, but what's fun about director's cuts is you don't really remember, right? You don't know which. I don't know which one. Like when people talk about Blade Runner, I'm not sure which one they're talking about. Well. And I'm not even going to be, like, like, it gets to the point, especially this movie, it gets to the point where, like, what is Blade Runner now? And there's a remake of Blade Runner, right? Is it? No, there wasn't a remake. Well, he made, like, a sequel. There's a sequel, right? Which there's I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen the sequel? No, did uh, you I saw see the sequel. it? Yeah, oh, was it good? Sequel. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah? It's pretty good. We can talk about that later. Okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I had some, the ending was terrible. And, it, and they kept on, like, no, the ending was great. No, the ending was great. Sorry. Okay. It was great, but they kept on adding in, like, this is going to be a Marvel franchise scenes. Oh man! And like it was bad. Those scenes were really bad. They were going. Oh, they were going to try to do yeah, a third one. Like, yeah, they were. No, they were trying to do like a million. Blade Runner. Yeah, that's was that was their big mistake for that film. So See, like, those those suits, scenes. man. Those are yeah, suits, and they're like, no, man. Yeah. So those scenes are just like, why are these happening? So one, when it's not those scenes, then the movie is good. Yeah, but there are some. I have some some issues with that movie well the biggest thing the two i think i saw the final cut 2007 one Mm -hmm. and then i feel like the director's cut 1992 he ended it differently like when the door closes at the end right he i think in his version in the director's cut it closes and that's it right then the final cut Mm -hmm. they go for that fucking drive right the drive and they do more of the voiceover right yeah which because i remember the drive this is really funny because all these versions are just mixed up in my That's head. That's what I'm now. saying. So we don't know. I definitely remember the voiceovers. Right. They took those out, right? That was the first thing he took out. <laughs> he said, get rid of these voiceovers. Yeah, I think the studio wanted more voiceovers. They wanted more voiceovers. Which I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you I mean, the voiceovers? Do you not look, miss the Harrison Ford has a very, I was going to say, sultry yeah, uh, voice. But. And it was more like, it was more like old school, like 
1940s detective voiceover. Well, it's, it's noir. It's a science yeah, it's like fiction a, yeah, it's like noir. noir. Yeah. yeah, it's like noir. So that kind of fit in. So it wasn't, I don't know if, I, voiceovers are kind of, they can be kind of weird though, but they can't, they could maybe be good. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird for, for Blade Runner. It's hard to say like, this was good, this was bad, <laughs> this was the right decision. And this, we're gonna, I think we're going to keep on finding this for director's cuts because it's like, why? what makes one decision better than the other? Well, I think it's kind of like what, like going to the grocery store and picking like an orange, like which apple, you know what I mean? Like, well, oh, this one feels like a little better than that one, but it's like, really? Like, what right. is the distinction? It's so funny. But then it's like these small things, like the core of the movie is basically the same. Like, it's basically the same movie. Yeah, it's the same movie. It's just like but one or two scenes or the little ending. Little changes happen, and the endings are important. Endings well, are important. Okay, so that brings us to our second one that mm-hmm. we watched, mm-hmm. which is Apocalypse Now. Oh, my God. So. Yeah. The reason why I bring that up is mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know that this motherfucker made his movie with no ending? What? Okay, so this you movie's crazy. This movie is this is another famous one because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of myths about like the making there's of it. Myths and legends. And there's the, if you guys want to there's um there's a great doc um called The Hearts of Darkness which um, is a documentary of, of him making the movie Francis okay. for Carpola, okay. uh, shot from his uh, his wife's point of view. Okay. She was, you know, she documented the whole thing. Okay. So you find out from the documentary that this motherfucker was shooting the movie without an ending. So he didn't know how the movie was going to end. So production no. was started. They started so spending all that money, spending all this money, and they had a <laughs> loose ending. Loose ending. But it was one of those things as a director and kind of like the, as an artist. He was like, I don't think this is right. And then, well, I don't want to get too far into it. And then Marlo, uh, Marlon Brando shows mm-hmm. up and shit got real. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> was it like the story is like, he thought he was getting a different Brando than what he got. Right. Yeah. Okay. He got like so full crazy, <laughs> like 100% Brando, full power Brando. So Brando, like he had weird terms. Mm-hmm. It says in the, or in the, in the doc, Brandon was like, look, I want three million sure. a week. <laughs> and then he wanted like he threw million a week or something. Uh and <laughs> so he wanted three million a week, one million up front. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking and he's like, you know, you're gonna play a X or kind of like not retired, but like a He went AWOL. Yeah, like, yeah. AWOL um you tell lieutenant or lieutenant, like lieutenant, a, yeah, yeah. like a yeah i forget his rank you know he, he was, general. Really, he was, he was really, really high up, up. Yeah, but anyway really you would think you would probably be in good shape right and he yeah. keeps telling he tells uh francis like yo i'm, I'm in shape it's it's fine mm-hmm. he shows up 300 fucking pounds chris he's fucking huge <laughs> and so francis yeah, and them are like yo what do we do and so, talking about like so other people who make movies Thank God the cinematographer is like, I can fix this. Mm-hmm. So if you ever wonder why there's like just black and yeah. shadows and all his scenes are like that, because mm-hmm. they're hiding his, his weight. It's brilliant. It turned out incredible, though. And if everything that happened in that movie happened for a reason, I think. Because you think you so? Get this, I mean, you get this scene where you finally, because you're they're searching for this guy the entire movie, right? And then you find him, and it's Marlon fucking Brando. And he's just like this... He's just like, you don't really see 
his his entire body, right? Yeah. He's like completely bald, right? Yeah. You just see a little bit and he's just always in shadows and he's doing his Brando thing. Yeah. And it's just like this terrifying otherworldly being, like this demon. Mm-hmm. They've like found this demon. <laughs> and then people were worshiping right him, right? Like he he like oh. started his own like like he was like a god or something in this and like yeah. he started his own like society there and stuff like that, right? It was crazy. Yeah. This movie is so epic. It's so it's, it's it it's so big. It's big. And uh, it is now you could I watched you could watch like the regular version, mm-hmm. but then if you want to, you can watch the final cut, which is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And um, now is that different? I think I saw the redo, Redux. Right. There's two big things. There's like a French scene that's not in the yeah the the, the table the dinner scene. Yeah, that's yeah, I like that. Scene. That's in the yeah. I really like that, yeah, but right. I guess Francis didn't like the final like the way it came out with lighting, so really? he cut it. Oh Come no no on. no! There was a um wait. Uh, so that's not in the movie anymore after the redo. No, it's it's in the redo. It wasn't in the first oh, it wasn't one. Wasn't in the I first one, but then he added it back in. Okay. Okay. So, oh, the French scene was in the trash. So okay. speaking of like editing, so so the opening, oh, the opening shot. Never mind. I'm sorry. The opening shot was in the trash. Someone threw it away. Yeah, they just threw it away. Hey, we don't need this. Yeah, and then I, I guess the they were editing one day, and like <laughs> he's like, "What is that in the trash?" And he was like, "Oh, that's that one scene." So then they. They watch it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, it's not like the best quality because it's from like a different camera angle." Mm-hmm. And then he seems like he likes it, and then the editor puts the doors to it, the end. Sure. And they thought it just made it like to put the song the end in yeah. the beginning. It just, That's I mean, cool. you, and yeah, it opens right. up the exactly. movie great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's iconic. It turned into like, I mean, yeah, what would that movie be without that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well. Yeah, there's so much things that happened. Martin yeah, Martin Sheen had a heart attack, right? Because he was doing a lot of drugs, isn't that the? Isn't well, that okay, the, so <laughs> there's all these legends around. There's that. these legends, and so the one guy, Bottoms, the actor, they mm-hmm. asked him that. They were like, because there's one scene where he's like, "I just dropped some acid." Sure. And then he did like the the artsy actor thing where he doesn't really answer your question. Okay. And he's just like, yeah, man, we all did drugs. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, you know, he was, he was wild. <laughs> and he, he said the same thing. He was like, he was wild. He was wild. Yeah. Wild. Um, man, it's a wild film. I mean, I, it's a trip, man. It is. It's a trip. When I saw it. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like a religious experience. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, cause you're there for three. I mean, I saw the, the redo or right. redux. So or yeah, three hours. Three hours plus, whatever it is. And you're just sitting there. And all these things are happening. A lot is happening. So many things are happening. It's all trippy. And it's all terrible in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all terrible. But like, but there's not much like, right? They don't fight anyone in this movie, right? There's, there's, I think there's the boat scene. But there's not like, this isn't, it's a war movie. It's not a war oh. movie like, we're going to go see people battle other people. They're no. just kind of traveling in throughout the war. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. You're just, a boat is literally just going up a river. Right. Yeah, yeah, and for, that's it. Yeah, and then they go on their stops and have their yeah. adventures, and then it's a trip. Um, I guess uh, so. They shot in the Philippines. Okay, he made a deal with the Philippine or uh, Philippines um, mayor where they could um, use their uh, helicopters. Okay, <laughs> but then speaking of war, I guess they got into it. Like you know, they were in their own stuff. Uh-huh. So then there would be times that they're shooting, and then the helicopters would just have to leave. It is. He looked like it. Okay, so it just took so long to make. So right, yeah, I heard. He started in what? He started in 1976. 
Okay. It didn't come out to 1979. Right. And he was like filming most of that time, right? He was filming most of that time. I mean, nowadays, nowadays movies take that long because there's a lot of post-production, right? Oh, like, so much post-production. But the filming is only like two months or something like that. Like, oh, the he actual was, filming yeah. isn't. It's just a few months and uh, then they just, it just takes a long time to well, there was like a, the, animate the whole entire movie. A Tysoon or whatever it's called. Oh, right. That's stop production. Like, yeah, stop production. Yeah. It was like a 100-day shoot, 200-day shoot. It was, it was, a, it was a lot. It was crazy. But look, that is the one I think if you like are really curious of like mm-hmm. a person's vision, yes. like their true watch vision, I think yes. you should watch that because he really did. This is really what he envisioned. And That's he made right. this after Godfather, which I thought was right. always interesting. Yeah, right. You make you make the Godfather and then you make Apocalypse. Well, that's, like, <laughs> yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That guy had a that guy had a great decade. Man, he was killing he was, it. He was and killing. I guess. So this one, the reason. The reason he did it that way, I think he wanted to do this one first. Really? But he did Godfather, got paid, and then mm-hmm. this was the first one that started his production company. Okay. And they thought this would be a good one. Sure. And he put all his money, I think it was like $30 million of his own fucking money in. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's a trip. Um, I'm glad he did it. Yeah. Because you get this, uh, this something unbelievable that can never be made again and will never no, be made you're, before. You like, are the, not making Apocalypse now, no, now. No, you can't do it. It's And this is why, like, all that crazy stuff happening, you yeah. just feel it in the movie. Like, yeah. it, it, like, colors the movie in a way where, like, you're just not going to be able to make ever Apocalypse now no, ever again. Never again. As hard as you try. <laughs> <laughs> but no one should ever try. No, like no, no, disaster no, no, movie, no, no. But no. you still, like, it's no. like a complete disaster, but it turned out amazing. The only one that kind of. I think it was kind of making fun of this whole process was mm-hmm. uh, Tropical Thunder. Oh, right. The, it wasn't right, it? That was the, yeah, it was yeah, kind of spoof, a yeah, spoof. spoof movie mm-hmm. of like a big epic because they had a big like opening scene where they're blowing stuff up. Right, right. Uh, there was just, it was just so much. I just felt like it was one of those movies where I didn't, like I didn't look at my phone. I didn't, I was just exactly. like. No, you're, yeah. tra- you're really transported to yeah. this world. Like you were on a journey yeah. with them. And I, that's why I'm like, it, you're a different person when you come out the other side. You do, you do. <laughs> well, now. That's the, you know, that's a movie. Yeah. Well, speaking of coming out the other side, mm-hmm. there's another director's cut okay. um, we watched. And this is from our boy, George. George. Which, uh, which has a little uh, bleed with uh, Ap- Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess George Lucas was going to direct that movie. Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Because they're all like, you know, they're in that friend circle, right, which yeah. is crazy. Um, but uh, he ended up not doing it. But uh, there's like two Star Wars things that point out to me or mm-hmm. like stood out to me. Um, Harrison Ford is in, in that movie. Right. Just in the beginning. Right? In the beginning. Yeah. And I guess in the doc, he said he was like nervous. Really? Yeah. He wasn't like, a, I guess, a confident actor at the time. And this is like before Star Wars. And he was in there because I think George. Right. But he right. did American Graffiti. Yeah, he was already. Yeah, he, yeah, already he did American Graffiti. So he was just starting off. Yeah, so he was just starting off. He was intimidated because of the because of Copeland because of the Godfather. Godfather Maybe at that point, right? Yeah, he just said that opening scene was like a little nervous. Like he, his character even like drops a folder, which I think like mm-hmm. the, like Francis made him do just to you know to make it seem like it was normal. Uh-huh. Uh And then um, it's interesting. And then oh, that. someone says something about the dark side. Oh really? Yeah, they and it's like in the opening scene, like so, they're they're laying out the mission for him that he's gonna go on, uh-huh. and they say that you know, Mons Brown's character is like went to the dark side, and I was like, oh, I don't feel like George, the dark side. 
George is writing. <laughs> um, uh, but oh, um, ah, so George. So we're gonna talk about. Do you want to talk about a positive George experience first? Yeah, we should. Okay, let's go positive. Let's first. go positive first. We're, we're gonna talk about THX. Yeah, eleven thirty-eight. Right, that's the whole. <laughs> that's the whole. Okay, um, I have to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. What did you have me watch? I know, I know. That's another trip, right? It's mm-hmm. a real trip. Yeah, it's a yeah, journey yeah, as well. Yeah, I love this movie. You really do? I just, I just recently watched it. Really? This year, like a few months ago or something like that. A mm-hmm. month ago, it was incredible. This movie's incredible. I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna do something. You know what I mean? This guy. <laughs> I love how it's it's mostly like a it, like like it's like it's an audio visual experience. Yeah, it's not really it's not super plot heavy. There's a plot, right? There's a plot, but there's, it's, there's a universe that he made, like a yeah, future universe, definitely. So there's it's a sci-fi thing, um, but it's like you're just watching this movie, and and the sound design is just brilliant. And oh it yeah, made me appreciate the sound design of Star Wars much more. And like I've always liked the sound design of Star mm-hmm. Wars, but I'm like, no, George Lucas is great at sound. Look, he he is, and he's a great filmmaker because I feel like he he has a lot of influence in films that we just don't know from a yeah, from sure. the oh, behind the camera influential. Yeah, in technology. People don't even like to talk about how influential, but he really is. He um, is, man. And then just the images that the film had, and like the uh, like the cuts, the quick cuts, and like it was just. It's like oppressive, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. it's so I watched the director's cut, <laughs> 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 the, the re-release. It was yeah, released yeah. in two thousand something, maybe okay. two thousand seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they did the Star Wars thing where they added CG to yeah. the seventies movie. Mm-hmm. However, this CG I felt added great things to like it it, it made the movie better yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah this yeah. is what they were trying to do because mm-hmm. it, it felt like it was made in the 70s like it was cg from the 70s like it oh like it, i don't know like obviously that didn't count but like it yeah it, it had that same feeling yeah it didn't shot. seem out of place or whatever it didn't seem out of place like mm-hmm. like probably the famous scene that they added in was him working at the factory and so you you like um they pan out and then you just see a lot of different people working at the factory. The factory yeah. is just huge. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's an add-in. That's an add-in. Okay, okay. And it looks really cool. Yeah. And it seems like it fits <laughs> with the... Oh, we just saw the Okay, well, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, my amazing. bad, dude. The car crash is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I texted you that. that was <laughs> yeah, it's the funniest moment. It's hilarious. I mean, it... I loved everything about this yeah. movie. I, I do. I, I like the practical. Like I'm pretty sure that's the, the tunnel mm-hmm. in New Jersey, right? In New York. Probably, right? I don't know. Um, I like the same thing I like about Blade Runner is that like they kind of just use what they had to right. make it look like the future. Yeah. And it, it kind of looks like I feel like movies now we do very elaborate future. Yes. But like back then, the stuff from like Stanley or Stanley uh, Kubrick and everything kind of look like the future. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. Because it's more practical. Uh, it had it had weight to it. I think yeah. It just have weight to it. I mean. And, yeah, with with this one, like, even the architecture of the buildings they were in, mm-hmm. which I think just seemed. Yeah. It seemed, I yeah. know. It's, it felt like it could exist. And, yeah. Because it does exist somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You know, they, they filmed it somewhere. Um. I was just shocked of how good this movie was. I was shocked, and I was, and I just think it's so funny that I saw the director's cut. They added CG to a movie in the seventies, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I thought it was a great freaking idea. I thought yeah. it was great. 
Well, in comparison to. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. The one the one thing that that took me out a little bit mm-hmm. was the dialogue. Right. Okay. I mean, it's not. Again, it's not like a. It's not like a plot movie. No, no. You're not watching it for like a great big reveals or like no. You know. But the dialogue is there kind of just also... The dialogue kind of mirrors all those sound effects that are kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of puts you in that trance as well. Yeah. Um, so that's... that's I appreciated that. So, speaking of, like, CGI in movies... Right. So then I started watching the 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 Star Wars movies. New right. Hope, right. Empire Strikes the Back. Special editions, as yes. they're called. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And you told me an interesting fact that mm-hmm. you... You can't see the original ones. Oh, they don't exist anymore. Like you, they do, but like you can't go purchase. I can't go down to Kmart. Yeah, Kmart exists anymore. Yeah. Target right now. Target, yeah. And buy the original version of like I can't like it doesn't. They don't package it together. No, no. It's just the special editions. And no. I think that was part of the deal he made with Disney. Is you oh, can't what? release. You can't release the original ones. I think that's what he'd said, and so they can't. So we're gonna have to wait till he dies, maybe, maybe what? to get a new version of the old ones. And, and people even theorize that the reason why they bought Fox yeah. was so that they, they can release the original ones again eventually, because I think Fox distributed them way back when. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, who knows? That's, that's all just rumors. Uh, but that's one of the reasons. Uh, it it drives me nuts. It's the one thing that takes me out. Some of it, some of it's like okay, but some of it looks so out of place. So out of place. It's a completely opposite what they did with the THX. It's just so funny to me that there's these two George Lucas movies. <laughs> one was just it's just outstanding. Yeah, what they did to it, and the second one is just so terrible. You know, he's like that student to me. He's like that student that just like he, he sometimes he's really he gets an A right, and right, you're like, man, yeah. you really killed it, George. You yeah. killed it this yeah, week. He did. Yeah. And then the next week he comes in and he fucking shits the fucking Jeez, bed. Right. <laughs> no, George. No, no, George. I just I don't know. Uh, it's I, just those special editions. Are, I mean, they. I guess he was preparing us for what. The prequels were going to be. Like, I guess, get ready, get ready for what these prequels are going to be. Uh, everything he added in was really awkward. Well, that's what I'm saying. It brings us back to our uh, kind of our first topic about mm-hmm. is it worth it? To me, it was not. His no. director cuts of A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi are not worth it. Absolutely not. I think you should just watch the original one. Yeah, There's no plot change. Them. There's no like. No, no. They just added in a few. Uh, they, they changed the first movie the most. They added in like that Java scene, which is kind of weird and awkward. Yeah, yeah, because you could tell Harrison. F- I don't know who the fuck he's talking to. He right. walks on his tail at one point, right. and he makes that little like yeah, Ooh, like, yeah, <laughs> Java wet. It's weird. It's really weird. And then okay, talking about another weird Java scene. Oh no! So the Empire Strikes Back, right? Uh, Jedi, you mean? Return the Jedi. The yeah, Return yeah, Jedi. Yeah. Return Jedi. Yeah. Um. There's a scene in Jabba thing where there's some band that he created. Now this scene was not because I this is because I watched and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is new. Yeah, that was new. So, god damn it, George. Which I think is so interesting because he's married to a black woman. So I don't know, like, is she just not in editing room? She should but be there. Yeah. It's like some of his characters are very minstrel looking. Yeah, that's been a that's been a criticism like, of him. And maybe because as a kid, I just didn't really, right? Like notice. Yeah. But this one was really obvious. Like she has like these big lips. She's like a jazz singer with a little, you know, very 
you know, uh, figure. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the side jazz. It just, I don't, it added nothing to the movie. No, at, at all. You it know what I mean? Away. Oh, yeah. And I just, I don't know, like. And then you have to deal with that. <laughs> and <then> you <laughs> have to see that. <laughs> and deal with it. When you're just trying yeah. to watch Star Wars. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And. I feel like then as a person who's like a fan, I try to push it on other people, mm-hmm. and then I they watch it and they're like, "What was what that?" Was that? <laughs> <laughs> you like that and, yeah, and it's like, yo, it's like just forget. Like Return of Jedi is a great movie; it might be my favorite one. I mm-hmm. go back and forth between that mm-hmm. one and Empire Strikes Back. Just, the original version. That's the, the original version is great. The best part about Star Wars, though, I just want to bring this up, yeah. is he only directed one of those movies. Yes, and so <laughs> he took two directors, mm-hmm. other directors' cuts, and undid them. He right. Yes. You search two directors to yeah. redirect these movies. And I guess he had the power to do that. Um, oh, he's George. Really funny. Yeah, he's George. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. They're just not good. Yes, I'm saying, okay, see, and, th- and this brings us to back to our first. George's were not worth it. Blade no. Runner, kind of yeah, worth it because it looks, yeah. tech, technology-wise, sure, yeah. it looks a little better. He cleaned yeah. it up a little bit, so it looks like 4K. Apocalypse Now, worth oh, it. definitely worth it. Yeah. 4K, Apocalypse yeah. Now, is especially if you have a sound system, oh, man, it, yeah. it's great. George Lucas' director's cuts, saving for the trash, I'm well, sorry. THX was good. <laughs> I don't even know if he's involved in that. I, like, I don't, was he involved in that? I just feel what? like someone's like, oh, let's just, let's just. He was probably involved. Well, yeah. you know, it, it's interesting because he has a whole company now, so right. I feel like maybe like yeah, there's other like, people. I'll just do that. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, just yeah. like took a break. Yeah, he has a way too much. We got this one, George. Yeah, we're good. We're it. good, George. <laughs> to worry about Star Wars. Man. Yeah, George. Yeah, and because there's a rumor, I just want to mm-hmm. say this. I know, mm-hmm. I know, all the all the suits are listening. There's mm-hmm. a rumor that he got excited. From watching The Mandalorian, and he wants to get back involved. Do not, <laughs> I repeat, do not let him get back involved in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. Definitely get him back involved in Star Wars. <laughs> Why do you? <laughs> no, this is something. This is so funny. As a counterpoint, no, we need much more. George, like we need a lot more George Lucas. Look, you, look, you saw what happened with Indiana Jones. Oh, right? it's terrible. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be good. But we need him. When he gets we involved, yo. Hey, who, what? What? This is all podcast fuel, man. It's all podcast fuel. <laughs> How many careers were made based on George Lucas's terrible decisions with things that we all love? Oh, man. Yeah. What are we going to talk about if it wasn't for George? Yeah, it wasn't for George. <laughs> I mean, in the end, I mean, we shouldn't. It's not all. I think we we, we, we all love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, there's we still all love, love this. Yeah. There's love for this. And this is why we get so angry. We're angry because yeah. we love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we yeah, if George be. called today, I'm not going to be like, not answer his right. call. Right, you're going to pick up yeah. his call, oh, yeah, but, yeah. Like, yeah. but um, we just know it can be better. <laughs> I just know that you don't need some CGI effects in a, a 1970s movie. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes it a little awkward. Yeah. All right. I think we got to pay some bills. Let's do it. All right, man. Hey, guys. Give me an ad break. Hey, are you listening to this saying to yourself, hey, I think I have a good business that I want to sponsor with this podcast. Well, hey, we're here for you. Go ahead and email us at thatisnotapodcast at gmail.com. If you know someone who has some ad sponsors or if you're an ad sponsor yourself, go ahead and email us. Email is again, thatisnotapodcast 
at gmail.com. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. Well, like a director's cut, this episode has gone long, mm-hmm. over budget. Way over budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Any final words about director's cuts? Uh, they're quite a phenomenon. They're never gonna. They're never gonna stop. It's a great marketing tool. <laughs> Just to get people to buy. I kind of. I always twice. wanted to make a director's cut, mm-hmm. like a movie, like a documentary about like a fake. Like movie. a fake. Uh, yeah, kind of like right. Apocalypse Now. Right. But it's like a fake version. I'd watch that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> 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 oh man. All right, folks. Well, that is the episode for today. Chris, do you have anything to say to the fans? Uh, Thanks for listening. All right, guys. If you liked what you heard and you want to do it again, please like, follow, and subscribe. Do all the things. You can follow the guys on Instagram and TikTok at That Is Not A Podcast.